Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. Um, We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Hey, it's Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast. Today is a little bit different day. Pastor Stephen is actually traveling, so we have in the room Robbie Martin, our student pastor, and Ty Clark, our pastor of community outreach. What's up, everybody? How's it going? How's it going? Hey, we're going to, you know, we typically discuss Pastor Stephen's sermons. However, since he's not here, we're going to throw that podcast up in a couple weeks when he gets back. But today, boys, because I have you in the room, I know both of you guys are in doing a lot with student ministry, doing a lot with evangelism. Today, I want to be able to ask some questions and let's talk about practical evangelism. How can we practically evangelize in today's culture. So we're going to talk about some stuff. Feel free to share your ideas. Feel free to talk freely about what it means to evangelize and all those sort of things. So I would, I'll just go ahead and start it. Like in, in, from your perspective, in each of your ministry areas, like how do you practically evangelize in today's culture? Like I'll let, I'll let, Go for it, Rob. You well, look like you got something you want to say. Go for it. So, so in my world, you know, six, six through twelfth grade, uh, it doesn't matter if they're a twelve-year-old or an eighteen-year-old. There's going to be a wall up of some sort, and and so trying to find uh, an area of commonality, maybe noticing the shoes that they got, like getting a conversation started in the in like. We always go to icebreakers, you know, those cheesy little one-liners or whatever. That's that's not it. Not what's with this the, generation. What's the cheesiest icebreaker you think you're doing right now, currently? Cheesiest? Uh, yeah. I'm not. You're not? No, nah, we're scrapping, not man. You're no, scrapping uh-uh. icebreakers? No. We're, we're singing about Jesus and talking about Jesus. That's it. Yeah. All right. What about when you're in the schools, though? Like, and you got to... You got to just, you're meeting some kid or some student or some teacher for the first time. Like, well, and so, so that's where I'm getting at is, right. is trying to, trying to find something to notice, uh, uh, area commonality, like shoes, big on shoes. I might not always have the flyest shoes, shoes but I can, I can, I can notice a nice pair of shoes. You know what I right, mean? Right. And, uh, when hey, I think, I think vans are pretty slot. I, I, I love, I love vans. Right, go for it. Kids um, love their shoes, man. They, they do. It, but when you're, when you're opening up conversation with somebody for the first time, right? You're trying to, you're entering into their world and, and you're, you're giving them a compliment, you know, like, oh man, I love those shoes. Maybe that's the first time they've been noticed all day, you know? And so boom, maybe the wall's coming down a little bit. Cause my, if my end goal is to talk with them about Jesus, but that wall's up and I'm kind of already like knowing students studying this generation, trying to, to relate to them as best as I can. Like I know that they're not going to be open that they're very close to the vest. So uh, that that's one thing. I, and I, it sounds weird. Like, oh, I'm just walking in looking at everybody's shoes, you know, but it's, it's, I'm, I'm trying to find something, you know, if I know, if I know they're on the sports team, oh, how was the game last night? All right. So, but what does that do? Right. Like you're, so somebody listening, right. And we're talking about practical evangelism and you're noticing something about somebody. Like, what does that do? How does that take us to that conversation? Like what, what is that doing? It, it, it's making it personal off the off the bat, like you're making it personal right out the get go. Because I think, 
I, especially if they're unchurched, know nothing of Jesus. If I come in there with, with a track or something like that, and they see some scripture that they have, they know nothing on, they've kind of given themselves an out. Like, oh no, I'm, I'm good. Or I'm, a, I'm okay. You know, they've, they've given themselves an out, but when you're starting, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to relate to them off the bat, you know, oh man, I love, I love those Jordans that you got on or, or, oh, you got, you got mostly basketball you know, jacking on like, oh man, how was the game last night? Didn't you have a game? And like, you're bringing commonality there. You're jumping into their world. You're interested in them. You're just happy they're there. Yeah. I think also too, just to jump in really quick and kind of, I guess, add to what you were talking about is we're breaking down barriers when we're actually going in and we're seeing students and it doesn't maybe on the surface feel like a huge deal. um, But for a student to feel seen, um, by one of these mentors or, you know, when we're in a new context, I think it's huge for, um, them again, feeling like, man, okay, these, this is a group of people that might be a little bit different. Um, you know, they, they do take the time to actually be genuine and authentic and notice something about my life. And so they're going to be that much more likely to have a conversation with me the next time. And so really, I think what it comes down to is something as small as remembering a name. Um, and then being able to follow up the next time on a name um, or making sure that I'm able to get their cell phone number so that I can have a continual conversation. A lot of times I think we think the conversation starts and ends that first time um, during that first encounter. Right. But really, by us doing that, we're taking the little bit that they give us and we're able to steward that um, into a gospel conversation. And sometimes that takes five minutes, but sometimes it takes a full semester or a full year yeah. of faithful, prayerful consistency to do that. So, well. Ty, you're you're in this kind of unique position where you know you're you're not just involved with student ministry. You're not just involved with um, you know young adult ministry. You're you're involved in literally. Um, pretty much uh, every ministry in our church with the volunteers that you have, the uh, types of things that are being done, the service types of opportunities that you're working through. Um, So as you're building those relationships um, to administrators, to teachers, um, is, is there a difference? And you talked about barriers. Is there a difference when you're talking to an adult and trying to build that relationship versus talking to a student? I think that the conversation itself is, again, Rob mentioned finding the commonality. I mean, I think the interests and those sorts of things obviously change depending on, you know, what age group or demographic that you're talking to. But I think the principles or the method that you would go about is the same. It's trying to identify commonality, trying to, you know, prayerfully steward that commonality into a conversation about the gospel. And so, you know, I think I think it. You know, in a sense, it is different, but I also think, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's the same concept. Yeah. So do we think, do we overthink evangelism? Like, and, and again, I know that we're coming from, you know, we're, we're church staff. We, you know, this is part of our life. This is part of our passion. This is part of what we do. Um, but do you think for the average person out there that the, the word evangelistic, the word evangelism, uh, do you think it's something that's overlooked? Do you think it's something that's overthought? Is it a, is it a scary thing? Like, um, I, I guess my question is like, going back to the original questions, like what are we doing practically for evangelism? Do you think people are overthinking it? Like your students, like do you think students and your leaders 
Are we overthinking evangelism? Yeah, I think I think there is an absolute fear there, and and that's verbatim from asking students. You know, well, why don't you share your faith? Like, why why aren't you why aren't you open about talking with people about Jesus? And ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's fear. It's fear of rejection. It's fear of not knowing what to say or worried about I'll 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 say the wrong verse or you know I'll I'll I I just won't have it when I need it. And so they just don't do anything. Right. And and doing nothing is is the biggest issue. Like they don't even start. They don't even get in the game. Right. I think it's it's actually I think it's both. And I know that that's like uh, but like I think I think we underthink the the conviction of it. I think we underthink the the biblical mandate to actually go yeah. and evangelize. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we 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 want to hold you know some of the 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 New Testament laws and you know principles, um, you know, like not stealing or not committing adultery or these yeah. things. But really, like Acts one eight, I mean, you know, like the Great Commission is a commandment, and so not doing that on a consistent basis is is actually in violation of the New Testament. And so, you know, what 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 Jesus has called us to do here, I mean. Um, and so then, and but then I do think there's an aspect of you know overthinking the actual process of sharing the gospel. Um, you know, I think to use uh, a pastor's you know analogy that I heard one time was like, you know, he told his daughter to go clean her room, and he comes back a week later, and he's like, hey, you know, have you had a chance to clean your room? And she's like, look, here's the deal. So I actually got to read three different books this week on the best practices for cleaning my room. Yeah. And uh, and so he's like yeah. he's like all right, uh, great. Uh, sounds good, right? So he he's like okay, sounds good. We'll just clean your room this week. And so he comes back a week later and he's like, "All right, so like did you get a chance to clean your room?" And he goes she goes, "Well, no, I've actually I've read one more book, but I've actually got some friends coming over and I've listened and, to a podcast." Exactly. Yeah. And we're about to start a 4-week study on the best ways and the most efficient ways to clean our room, and so I think we do that with mm-hmm. evangelism yeah. sometimes, yep. where we go, "Look, I'm going to try and over prepare." And at some point, I've just got to ask God for confidence, yeah. haul off, and share the gospel. Well, right. and, and the reason why I ask that overthinking or overcomplicated is because you know th- this is going to sound super profound. All right, y'all ready for this? Like this is this go. is Ryan's practical. This is how we do it. Like in the in the world that I'm in, it is amazing what happens when you simply go up to somebody or somebody that you are talking to and you just start asking them questions about church, mm-hmm. their spiritual life, Jesus, if yep. they know about Like, it's amazing what Does happens when you mm-hmm. – st- yeah, it works. Like, it's amazing <laughs> what happens whenever you ask those questions. Like, um, and, and I guess for the life of me, like, how, how do we take that – that simplicity of the gospel, yeah. the simplicity of, yeah, it, it's a hard commandment in Scripture that we should go and do this. I, I get that. But we're so willing to talk about so many other things. Mm-hmm. Like, But when we just open our mouth about the gospel, like there's this supernatural thing that happens, and people's lives are changed. Like, well, well, I, We talk about what we're passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. We, we talk about what we're passionate about, and that's kind of— that's kind of what I what I tell our students to kind of spurn them on in it is if it's real to spurn, you. Spurn? You spurn them on? Is that what you what said? What did I say? I don't it sounded like you said spurn. The N is silent, spur. Okay. Spur them on. Right. And uh 
It, it, the end's invisible. The end's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that. We all make mistakes. Hey, yeah. Gulf County sorry. education over here, boys. Go. All right. We spurn them. We spurn them. Spurn them on. Okay. I'm awesome. sorry. Go for you're it. You're good. Um, You've train wrecked it. It's okay. No, you're good. Keep going. Like, we talk about what we're passionate about. Right. And so it's, it, if it's real to you, then then it should be it should be evident in no matter who you're with. No matter no matter what friend group you're with, your church friends, your 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 teammates, it, it should it should be there, and you should want to be having these conversations with them. You should care that you have a friend that doesn't know Jesus. All right, so people listening to the podcast, Robbie Martin just said it. If it is real to you, what'd you say? If it's if it's if it's real to you, it's evident. It's evident. Yeah. So if the gospel is real to you, it should be evident in your life. That's good. That's a good word. All right, so next question, like, we, and you kind of mentioned it, Ty, you know, but what are currently, and it doesn't have to just be in your specific ministry realm, but what are some barriers that you think people have to this thing of evangelism? We mentioned fear. We mentioned this, you know, uh, yeah, we're going to overthink it and we're going right. to, I mean, I like your analogy about cleaning the room. Like, yeah, like we've. We've done the studies about sharing your faith. Yeah. Like we've gone through those things, and we talk about it all the time. But uh, so, what do you what do you think some of the barriers are in our current culture of evangelism? I'll add another barrier: uh, the proximity barrier. Um, what do you mean by that? Because so, that sounded really big fancy. word. No, I'm big word. About it. So, really fancy. Um, I, yeah, I think that a lot of times, you know, when we were just talking about the last point. I think there are those people that would say, well, I don't have any Christian, you know, or I'm sorry, I don't have friends that aren't Christians, or I don't mm. go to places where I can consistently, you know, share my faith with, with people. And to that, I would say, well, y- you do have places that God has strategically placed you in, any place that you are in consistently, whether that is a school or whether that's your job or whether that's a coffee shop that you frequent or a gym that you go to or a sports team that you play on, some place that you go to on a consistent basis, God wants to use you there yeah. to, to share his yeah. you know hope with the people that go there, work there, you know, coexist there as well. But I think the problem, and this is why you know I call it a, a proximity barrier, is because just because we go to those places doesn't make it a mission field. What makes it a mission field is having and bringing what the Holy Spirit wants to do through you to that place intentionally through prayer, mm-hmm. um, through your personal time in the Word, through uh, praying and interceding on behalf of those people that are there consistently and starting to find those, you know, those conversations, those those people that, you know, are interested in having those conversations. And so I think that the intentionality of actually saying, okay, I'm going to take responsibility of this place that God has placed me for this chapter or this season in my life, and I- I'm really going to try and add you know, some some conversations and start some conversations, because it is. At the end of the day, we talked about this, it just comes down to saying, you know what, today I, I'm going to I'm gonna start with a name. Uh, you know, I, yeah. this lady, she's been yeah. working here. I see her every single yeah. time. She always asks me what I want. You know, she's always the one that works here. I'm going to ask her what her name is today. You know, I'm going to see 
very simply, like, what's your religious background? Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to try and find people that are there. And, um, you know, so I think a lot of times if we don't do that, then there is a proximity barrier where we haven't strategically placed ourselves in a position to have, you know, a new consistent flow of people that may or may not know Jesus. Yeah, that's good. Well, and I know that we've had this conversation before, but there is a young lady that works with us and she has been brought up in the church, like uh, grew up in the church, great family, Christian family, but she wasn't taught that evangelism was important. She wasn't taught how to, to do these things. And so uh, I look at that and go, I, I don't, I don't want to necessarily say the church is a barrier, but you know, at the end of the day, like we should be able to teach people effectively how to share the gospel. Yeah. We should be able to, mm-hmm. I mean, because, I mean, you, you guys know, Pastor Stephen, he's going to talk about the gospel, talk about the good news of Jesus, explain who yep. the gospel is about, explain who Jesus is about. So the people that we get to minister to have heard who he is, but, you know, I, I, I do get concerned that there are lots of believers who are walking around that have no idea how to simply share their faith. Mm-hmm. Do you see that with students? Like, I know that my sons are in your student ministry, and I know that you have taught them how to share the gospel. You had these moments where you have, I mean, you've even allowed them to practice. Like, you've put them in a room, you've given them the, given them the steps, you've shared with them how to talk about Jesus. So I know that that's being done. Um, have you seen some 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 feedback from that? Have you seen some fruit from people actually evangelizing? Yeah, and I, I think the one thing that I saw the most in in talking with our students about the the importance of sharing our faith, how to share our faith, was kind of this uh, breaking of the mold of their idea of that evangelism. That's a scary word to them. Yeah. All right. But when we start talking and practically, all right. Th- this is the this is the simple truth of the gospel. Yeah. This is, we have the cure. We have a story. Everybody like, has a sickness. We have the cure. We have the greatest story ever told. Right. We just got to tell it. And so when you build their confidence, you you know what to you know what the story is. Right. If Jesus is in your story, like t- tell that. Use your testimony to to point back to the gospel and point to the gospel. Um, and, and yeah, I've seen some fruit again in these in the the practical sense of it them yeah. actually putting it into practice and, and putting it in their in their world with their friends for for one of them, for the, your son you know he's he's got a friend that that doesn't know Jesus and he he's got a name on a sticky note that he has dedicated he's going to pray for that student and when he spends time with that friend like it's he's he's intentional about it I'm going to go check his room. Let's go. I hope, I hope it's still there. I hope it didn't right. clean, you know? Yeah. It, 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 but he, he's intentional about that. But it's it, it started there with, all right, there, there's a purpose for this right. friendship. I care for this person, but, man, I really am bothered because I know they don't know Jesus. Right. And, 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 so, and so the purpose is even bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing we do, you know, that that Rob does a great job of in student ministry um, that we're trying to really capitalize on, you know, when we're going into the schools is this concept of 
again, obviously being on mission in our schools, but one of the, the kind of phrases that we've coined is you're going really on a nine-month missions trip. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really viewing yourself in your everyday context as your mission field, but you being a missionary to that. And so right. I think a really good way to view that is everybody loves to go on you know these national and these global missions trips and rightfully so i mean that's you know again that's in that that acts 1 8 you know that we should go and and be his witnesses in jerusalem and judea and samaria and even to the ends of the earth um but i i do think so if you imagine you know it's the day of the missions trip and you are driving out of your driveway and you drive through your neighborhood and you drive past that gym that you go to, and you drive past your school, and you drive past your favorite coffee shop all the way to the airport to go get on a plane and share the gospel of Jesus to this unreached people group, and all of these places, you haven't shared your faith in any of them. I think there's something backwards there. And so it's really just helping us understand the burden and the the opportunities that have been placed before us. I think, you know, we do that also in in the student ministry. Yeah. Well— yeah, and 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 I, that's kind of why I want to be able to talk about this. I mean, because you know the reality is, we do have people in our life. We do have people that we intersect with on a daily basis. We have people that we know uh, need the good news of Jesus. And and if we think about the people listening to the podcast, we think about the people that we minister to. Like, we all have people in our lives that we can take the time to build that relationship. Find some commonality. Don't worry about the barrier. Be obedient to what Scripture says and just start talking about the story and the hope that you have. Start talking about the Jesus that you love. I love the fact that you said, you know, if it is a, you know, if, if it's a passion or there, if it's real in your life, there's going to be some evidence in that. Um, so my next question, how do, we, how do we continue this, right? Because we're getting older. I'm a little older than you guys, right? <laughs> Um, but we're, we're eventually getting older and, you know, uh, the world still carries on, but how do we, how do we invest in this generation behind us? Like how, how do we teach them? You're teaching my children. I'm teaching my children at home. Mm -hmm. You're teaching the children, my children here, but how do we, how do we carry that to the next generation? Well, I I think. The word was said too that's instilling them this burden for the lost, and, and again, that's 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 not a negative sense. That's not a negative word when we say burden. It's just it's a passion. It, it's it's getting them to understand the importance that man. If those people that are in their life that they know don't know Jesus, yeah. if if today was their last day, hell would be their home. And did we miss opportunities? Mm. Did did we did we make the most of opportunities? And again, it goes it goes back to it goes back to are we aware of opportunities? I was challenged by uh, hearing a sermon, and they said, "Do you ask God on a daily basis to put somebody in your way today to tell them about Jesus?" And and that that sparked something in me to to not just talk about evangelism but be about it. And so that's I, I share that often with students whenever we talk about sharing our faith is there there's got to be a burden there if 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 you're not going to tell them about Jesus who will mm-hmm. and i and i use the the sickness and the cure a lot everybody's got the same sickness and sin right we've got the cure in Jesus yeah how 
how awful of a person will we be to have the cure and not offer it to anybody? Yeah. And, and it's get, it's instilling them that mindset that we have what people need. Yeah. Even when they don't know they it's need good. it. I think we also like to do things that we're good at. Um, mm. I think, you know, we are able to build confidence. We like to, it seems like the things that we have confidence in, we're able to repeat um, in different environments. And so I do think, obviously, you know, when we start a new relationship with Christ, we become new creations. And so at least when I go back to the beginning of my relationship with Jesus, I had all of this, like, zeal and all of this right. just like hmm. this passion to go and share with all of my friends um and uh you know i think all of that's good but it took me a couple of years to actually start maybe putting some tools in my toolbox for ways to do that um you know with a little bit of tact um and and so what i mean by that is um you know i think having people like Rob or, you know, different, these Sunday school teachers that we have, or these life group leaders, these small group leaders, um, really helping us actually develop out, you know, and I think something that we use here at the church is, you know, the three circles, and it doesn't have to be that. I mean, that's not something that, you know, we're saying, oh, this is the only way to share the gospel, but I do think having the confidence to have something internalized to where you're able to say, you know, no matter what conversation you're having, Hey, let me tell you, it sounds like, you know, you're placing, you know, some ultimate in something that can't ultimately provide you satisfaction. Yeah. Like, can I tell you a little bit about what mm -hmm. I believe actually brings satisfaction? Right. Um, and then being able to have that gospel conversation. And again, it doesn't always happen that first time. But I think that very practically teaching that and having yeah. people that are able to disciple that builds that confidence that that pairs with what God wants us to do. So I think it's, I think it's, you know, both. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think there's an awareness aspect too, because, you know, we've got a guy, I've got a guy in our, in my ministry that he told me the other day, he's like, you know, I've sat back and so long and just waited for people to come to me to mm. ask me yeah, good. how I could tell them about Jesus. <laughs> And uh, he goes, man, I, he goes, I just came to this realization. He's like, it's my responsibility to go. Right. Wow. Like, it's my yep. responsibility to go up to that person. And I'm like, bro, that'll preach, yep. man. Yeah. Like, that, that's a big deal. That, But, I, I, again, man, I think there's just so many people that are sitting back going, I'm just waiting for people to come to me mm -hmm. so I can tell them about Jesus. But I think we teach and we train. There is some awareness to the fact that there are people in our life. Like we do have these barriers that we got to overcome there. It's okay to build a relationship with people, right? Like it's okay to have conversation right. with people. It's okay to ask them about their day. It's okay to talk to them about Jesus. Like I just, I think we are missing it as the church globally. We're mm. very, very comfortable mm -hmm. yeah. sitting in our, in our pew or in our chair yeah. and, I don't know, man. When he said that to me the other day, he's like, man, I've waited, just sat back and waited for yeah. people to come talk to me. Like, But I, just to, I mean, be honest, I felt that way for a long time in my personal relationship with Jesus also. I mean, I think, you know, we, we, we kind of use it, at least I did, I used it almost as an excuse because I said, you know, okay, well, if I live my life in such a way, then... I'll know that it's time to share the gospel mm. because I've been consistent enough, you know, in front of somebody that they're now going to ask me 
you know, why, why are you so different? You know, and I, I think in a lot of ways, like there you are maybe the only Jesus that somebody sees. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, and, and, and really, I, I think a better way to maybe even measure that would be building that relationship consistently and praying for opportunities to share the gospel. As I'm faithful in that relationship, I'll know when it's time to share the gospel. One, because the Holy Spirit's going to tell me, but I think right. one of the ways he nudges that is, man, okay, a week ago, my friendship with this person, it it maybe couldn't have withstood, you know, just me asking them, right, right. you know, hey, tell me a little bit about your religious background. Like maybe a week ago they would have gone, ah, that's kind of personal, bro. Yeah. But because I've been faithful and consistent right. and I've followed up with the text messages and I've asked them how their mom's doing because I found out she was sick, now I feel like I've got the relational capital right. or the investment to say, Hey, bro, tell me a little bit about—I'm not yeah. trying to pry, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about your religious background. And if I feel like I can do that now, as opposed to, you know, in the beginning yeah, of our friendship, mm-hmm. then it is. It's time for me to take that next step and just, again, what we talked about, haul off and yeah. share the gospel, or at least start yeah. the conversation. Yeah. Rob, you got any other thoughts on that? I just, I just think of, you know, sometimes with our students in the school ministry that we do, like we see— we see them once a week at these schools, you know, and the goal is ultimately to get them to be a part of student ministry here. But that doesn't always happen, especially middle schoolers. They can't drive themselves yet, you right. know. Um, but I, I just think of, of these, just the importance of earning the right in their life by building a relationship, constantly being there. It, it, man, I can, I can see multiple times, I can see multiple faces where we're like three or four weeks into school. And they know us from that 25-minute snapshot that they get each yeah. week from us. And then the intentionality turns into, like, some of them just straight up ask, like, why do you care? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And they know we're from a church. Right. They hear our talks. They, they, they hear us talk about Jesus and talk about the Bible. But then I don't think we've, we're fitting the mold that they view church and church people as. Right. And so then that question comes, well, why do you care? And then... Open we get door. To, yeah, open door. Yeah. yeah, we get to tell them about the garage Jesus. garage door and, has been open to share the gospel, right? And, yeah. and uh, that's, that's, as, that's as simple yeah. as it can be, you yeah. know, is, is again, they oh, let, let me tell you why I care about you. Well, yeah. and, and you know, I, I've, I've said this over the last couple of weeks to some of the people in, in who I'm doing some one-on-one, some discipleship type things. I'm like, you know, there's a point where, like, God blesses this obedience, mm-hmm. right? So if we're obedient to share the faith. We're obedient to talk about the passionate thing that we're highly passionate about. And we're obedient to talk about Jesus. We're obedient to talk about the good news, the hope, all those things. Um, I think God's going to bless those efforts, Mm. right? Like he's going to bless the fact that we're making much of Jesus. And we're talking about the one who changed us. We're talking about the one who forever changed my life. I was talking to a a young adult the other day, and and we'll, we'll close here in a few minutes, but you know, he was saying, he's like, you know what? I've lived my life in this way where um, I didn't understand redemption. Mm. He said, I've heard the word. I've understood what it means. But he said, when I understood and he goes, and I really looked at and I had this grasp in my heart. My life was changed about what it means to be redeemed. I've been forgiven. I've been paid for by Mm -hmm. the son of God. And he goes, man, he goes, now he said, I want, he goes, I want the people in my life 
to be so excited about the fact that they have been redeemed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if they haven't mm. been redeemed, I want to tell them about the one that can That's redeem good. them. And, like, there was this excitement. He goes, man, I want to go shake people. I'm like, <laughs> no, I get it. Like, yep. But I, I, I guess my whole goal in this today is, like, you know, I wanted people to be able to hear the fact that you guys are in the schools. You guys are investing in other people. You guys are um, – sharing the gospel and there's some fruit to that and it's as simple as opening your mouth building a relationship mm-hmm. talking to people about the story of jesus and lives are changed yep. like the gospel still saves the gospel <laughs> still saves yeah like um so anyway if you're listening to the unchangeable truth podcast and you are uh, man, just trying to figure out what it means to evangelize. Open your mouth. Like, yep. just tell the story of who Jesus is in your life. Ty, you're looking at me and you gave me— you, I, you, So you, what you said, though, I think—because I just think this is so big in the fear that we sometimes have. And so I think like mm. even the story that you gave is kind of why I was like, man, I really want to say this Go before for the podcast ends. Is like, um, I think a lot of times we think that in order to share the gospel, we have to have all of the questions. We have to have all of the answers to all of the questions, and that if we don't have that, then we're not going to be able to effectively share the gospel. Mm -hmm. And I actually think, going back to what you said, Rob, and the story that you just mentioned, like sometimes the vulnerability that says, look, I actually don't have all the answers because I'm still along this journey, being vulnerable and honest enough to say— Look, I, I don't n- know everything that there is to know about the mm-hmm. you know the, the the faith that I have. However, here's what I do know. I do know that I have been yeah. created on purpose for yeah. a purpose. Mm-hmm. I do know that if I were to die today that heaven would be my home. I do know that no matter what happens in my life, nothing can rob me of the joy that I have in Christ and that he is working all things together for the good of those who, you know, love him and are called according to his purpose. And a lot of times People aren't ready for that kind of vulnerability. And I even had a conversation with a a lady that owned a coffee shop, and she asked me some of those questions, and I just gave her those answers. And one of the things I I remember from from that was um, a lot of times the way that we receive the question is just as important as the answer that we give in return. Mm -hmm. And so I I do think, you know, just for those that have the, the fear maybe of like, man, I just don't know everything that there is to know, and so I'm not equipped to share my faith, I, I would say if you, if you know the things that I just mentioned, then you're ready to share your faith yeah. and yep. be confident in the fact that people are going to actually appreciate your vulnerability at where you're at in that process and are going to actually in some ways be more willing to jump on with you yeah. and go, look, yeah, yeah sure. let, let me, let's learn yeah. about this stuff mm-hmm. together. Um, and you never know what God's going to use that for. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you heard it, people. If you're listening to The Unchangeable Truth, tell people about the one that changed your life. Tell people about King Jesus. It's okay to open your mouth. It's okay to talk about the gospel. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to share the fact that we know the one who saves and gives life. We'll see you next week with Pastor Stephen back in town. Talk to you soon.
Hey guys, this is Pastor Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to this week's issue of the podcast called Unchangeable Truth. Let me encourage you as well, if you get a chance, go check out our website. It's Highland, H-I-L-A-N-D, Park, P-A-R-K, dot org. On that website, you'll learn more about our ministry at Highland Park Baptist Church. You can also listen to some previous sermons, which are archived for the previous year. And as well, if you ever find yourself in Panama City in person, come and check us out. Worship with us live at 2611 Highway 231 North. We would also love to talk to you about Jesus Christ. If you got any questions regarding your relationship with Him, having faith in Him, or if this podcast has encouraged you, or you have other questions regarding the podcast, feel free, shoot us an email at podcast at highlandpark.org. As always, our prayer is that this podcast would point you to Jesus Christ, would increase your faith, and would help you as you mature daily in your walk with Jesus Christ. God bless.